Yeah, I, I should win just because you had the Timberwolves in the eighth seed. Vasilevsky's been playing really well, and the Lightning have a great offense. Yeah, it was a tremendous shot, and I've come to expect it from LeBron, who's become one of the clutchest players in uh, NBA history as of recently. So I have him going off one night, but I'll, I think he's just going to get tired. So that's why the Nets winning in five. I, I, I would say I wish the best for the Red Sox, but as a Yankees fan, that's really hard for me to do. The biggest addition to me is Jalen Brunson. Both, both, yeah, both teams that beat the Rangers are rebuilding faster than the Rangers. Why'd you have to name them? Like, seriously. Thanks, man. Uh, to me, those top two starters are Lucas Gailito and Lance Flynn. Kaprizov and the rest of this crew. Jordan Greenway, who doesn't get enough props. Um, he definitely is somebody who needs to be mentioned more. Uh, I definitely think this is going to be a great series. I'm interested to see um, how much Kaprizov uh, can impact the game as a rookie. How is Joe Burrow going to get the ball to them if his butt is already on the ground when he finally decides who to throw to? Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I have to say. He's still a top five quarterback in this league, in this league and there's nothing really anyone can do about it. I, all I could think of was Dame. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. And then I want to talk about the Fernando Tatis extension, because that really surprised me. Because he's so young. The hurt games just have too much. They're probably the most complete team this year, and um, I anticipate them winning. You know what this means, Bengals. Take the nice one. Do not let what happened to Andrew Luck happen to Joe Burrow. Clippers versus Nets. Who would have thought five years ago that the Clippers and Nets would be facing in the finals? But I have the Sixers versus Jazz. Uh, crazy. And for the for the fans at home, uh, for the listeners at home. Hello, I'm Simon Mendenhall, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NFL Opinions of the Week for October 31st. Wow, it has been, it was quiet, well, it was a little bit quiet trade deadline, but also some big news. Derrick Henry is out, and then Von Miller to the Rams. The Rams, the only pick they have left is a fifth-round pick this year. I think they traded, they didn't, I think the Broncos could have gotten more for Von Miller, but... I really don't know what they're what they're doing, but Derrick Henry no longer being on the Titans really changes things because the Titans now have to rely more on their passing game, but they did sign Adrian Peterson. But then the Rams adding Von Miller, it just shows that they're going all in once again. And I'm surprised we didn't see a safety get moved because the main thing, adding Von Miller to Aaron, a line with Aaron Donald to me signals we need to get Tom Brady on the ground and that's how they're going that's how you're going to get past the NFC if you can get Tom Brady on the ground we saw what the Bucks were able to do at the beginning or what the Bucks failed to do in the Saints game we also have to talk about that but Titans maybe it opens up even though they did beat the Colts in that must win game that we talked about it the Colts if they get on a hot and Ryan Tannehill can't lead this offense. That's a big thing. And the Titans and Rams also face off for Sunday Night Football. So that's going to be interesting. What are your thoughts, Austin? Yeah, it's really going to come down to uh, how people use what they've done already. Obviously, the trade deadline is passed, but can Von Miller uh, adjust to the system quickly? Because if so, that's going to be a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous uh, thing to happen to the league. I'm excited for uh, 
everything that's going to happen because it's, I've, it's been a while since the AFC has showed this much parity. Uh, normally, it was one team or two teams at the top really taking it away, and we're like, well, I mean, the Steelers are going to face the Patriots in the AFC Championship, but do they really have a chance? No way the answer was no. No way we were like, it's probably going to be the Patriots. But now, Ravens, Titans, uh, Bengals, if they can stay healthy and stay with their, uh, on their track. I mean, the the uh, Steelers are now 4-3. and three. The, uh, A lot of teams are up here making a move, and we'll see who can stamp their uh, place when it comes to playoff time. You know who could be a sneaky team? Patriots. If yeah. they can sneak in, it's tough. So AFC is wide open because the Chiefs are just – I don't know what's wrong with the Chiefs. And they look to be a dominant force. And it kind of just shows how incredibly unique the Patriots dynasty was with Tom Brady and how there have been hints of dynasties – like, oh, the Seahawks, and then Seahawks, look at where they are now. Chiefs, and then how can they rebound from this bad season? And now let's talk about the big news that just happened earlier today, and that's the Packers announcing that Aaron Rodgers tested positive and he is out. So do the Chiefs, well, should they be the favorite to win this game? I'm going to say no, because... I think you're going to rely more on Aaron Jones and what is a big weakness of the Chiefs defense, running, facing the run. You saw what Derrick Henry did, and you also have the two. You also have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So I think, and then how will Jordan Love and how does Matt Lafleur do this? So do you think, given the news, do you think the Chiefs should be the favorite to win this game on Sunday? Um, I know you're going to disagree with me, but I say yes. They, I do think they're going to have the advantage and are going to be uh, the favorite to win this game. The Packers are down too much. They're down. They're starting tight end, Robert Tanya. They're down uh, some wide receiver depth still. Uh, obvi- obviously, their O-line is not fully healthy. Uh, my, I think the best corner in the league, Jair Alexander, he's going to be out. Zadarius so Smith, he's going to be out. There's also some other defensive depth that is out. We're down to our fifth and fourth corners on the outside trying to guard very good receivers. And while we may have a good scheme against the Chiefs, I don't know if we can do enough with Jordan Love to be uh, dangerous. Um, I really hope I'm wrong, but I think you asked who the favorites. I'm going to say the Chiefs. Well, yeah. Uh, Like I said, I think Packers – or should should be the favorite because of the run game, like I was talking about. But I also want to talk about this is probably the most adversity Matt Lafleur has faced in his first three years as the head coach for the Packers. Because well, I mean, go with the off season and all of that stuff circulating circulating around Aaron Rodgers and will he come to Green Bay and all that. Then you have all these injuries and then you have COVID and then you beat the Cardinals, and now you're without your starting quarterback. But to me, the thing that separates an average coach, uh, I don't know why I said coach, average coach and a good coach and then even a great coach is how can you overcome this adversity? 
I'm I'll you overcoming adversity, losing your number one wide receiver. You were out your top three receivers, but you beat the Cardinals and Russell. And you got to include the corners and the defense. I mean, a lot of people out. Now you're without your quarterback, and then I'll make a parallel later. It's the pat. What will Matt Lafleur change? Because Jordan Love is very different. We haven't seen much of Jordan Love from Aaron Rodgers. So, what does Matt Lafleur change? Does he do some weird sets? Like I'm going to go to the Cowboys against the Vikings. They were without Cooper Rush started, and you could tell how different the offense was. And the Cowboys, Kellen Moore, made some interesting offensive schemes. Like with two linemen as fullbacks, you had Leo Collins, Connor McGovern, and then you just had C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, and that's something we saw a lot. Like we saw just a little bit of it in some games before, but you have to play to your, t- your player's strengths. So what will Matt LaFleur do? Because he's had such a good team the pre- previous two years, and now the third year they've just been hit by injuries. And now I'm just very excited to see what Jordan Love does and to see how Matt LaFleur gets him going. Because I think you are going to see heavy run formations. Because you do have Lewis, who is a good blocking tight end, as you, as you have talked about. So do you see A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones both in the backfield, and that's how you you run it. And I think it's going to probably be 70-30 is like I running versus pass. I think 70% of the time the Packers are going to run unless the Chiefs stop them. But I don't see the Chiefs stopping them on the run. Do you think – what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, our fullback's been out, but he may be back by this game. I, I haven't checked yet. But – it's really going to be dependent on, like what you said, uh, what does Matt LaFleur change in the offense, and can Jordan Love adjust to whatever scheme uh, the defense is throwing at him? Um, he's Matt LaFleur has basically faced every test now. Uh, he's faced good defenses, bad defenses, people out, wide receivers out now, quarterback out, tight end out. I mean, I, I being 6-1 and one at this point, is really a testament to Matt LaFleur and all he has done as the Packers head coach. We haven't lost a game since week one, and he's adjusted very, very well to this season, and uh, it's been very, very impressive. Um, It's also like the Cowboys. The Cowboys have not lost since week one. Uh, They've adjusted, and it's pretty interesting. I would love to see Mike McCarthy versus old team in the playoffs, and – Hopefully everybody's healthy for that game on both sides, and we'll see Aaron Rodgers go at it with Dak Prescott. But, I mean, got to get there first, and uh, there's a lot of moves to be made, especially with injuries on both sides. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, talk about the Cowboys. Uh, You do – like, Cowboys have overcome adversity. Being without Dak and having Cooper Rush make his first start, his first throw in, like, three years, um, because the last throw they said was in 2017. He came in a little bit against the Eagles, I think, a few weeks ago. But they just said his last throw was in 2017. And then, so, overcoming that, and then Tyron Smith is injured. And you, so you had two backup left tackles in, and they did fairly well against the very good pass rush for the Vikings. And now the Cowboys are going to get some reinforcements. 
And then trade deadline. And also another thing is Deshaun Jackson was released by the Rams. They tried trading him, but they couldn't find a trade partner, so they released him. So where does he go? Maybe Packers. I don't think he goes to the Bucs. I think the Bucs are pretty safe. Maybe Chiefs or Ravens. Because I think Deshaun Jackson, what we saw with him limited in the Rams, like the limited snaps he did, he capitalized on them. So what team adds that wide receiver? What do you have to add? Henry Ruggs is out. We know this. So I think he goes to the Raiders. <clears throat> We've seen how Henry Ruggs played uh, during his career up to this point. And uh, that's what Deshaun Jackson does. He's a speedster. I feel like he would fit in almost perfectly, seamlessly into that spot. What are your thoughts about that? While you do make a good point, I don't know if Deshaun Jackson wants to go to a team like the Raiders because do they have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs? The Super Bowl? Yes. Super Bowl, I don't know. I mean, it, again, there's so much parity right now in the AFC. I mean, I, I wouldn't question it with any team right now. Any team gets hot, they could win it. And that's really, you can say that for this whole season. I know. Bucks, probably they sh- they sh- are the NFC favorite in my opinion, but there were flaws. And but if Gronkowski comes back, then that definitely changes things. But outside of it, like the AFC, we've talked about with the NFC though, there are flaws. I think in the Rams, even though they do have a good pass rush, they just have Jalen Ramsey, and in the secondary. The team then, with the least amount of flaws right now is the Packers because there's no loss even when they have everybody out. Like the only the only loss the only downside with the Packers is they're hurt. What have they shown you since week 1 about their weaknesses? I haven't seen any. And that's without Devontae Adams, uh MVS and Lazard last week and Jair Alexander and Darius Smith multiple pro bowlers out. I mean, if the Packers get healthy i don't see an issue with them except unless the uh unless tampa bay plays against them that's the only team i'm scared of as a packers fan myself a fully healthy tampa bay box versus a fully healthy packers that's the only team i'm really scared of even with the rams it's still a new system we see kinks in that offense i i i von miller still has to get used to the team and while they are getting scarier and scarier i still don't like their secondary 100 percent uh, especially over the top against a guy like MVS or even Devontae Adams. We've seen Devontae Adams play very well against the Rams uh, multiple times, even when Jalen Ramsey manned up against him. So there's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's going to be tough, but I, 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 I think the most sound team right now when fully healthy is probably the Packers or Bucks. I'm going to say Bucks. The thing with Packers is, the offense just hasn't looked as sharp as it was last season. Can you blame it on Bakhtiari being out, though? He uh, he not <clears throat> Bakhtiari being out, he's not having enough time in the pocket to find his man? Well, yeah, but if we're saying fully healthy, I'm going to go Bucks because fully healthy means Gronk is healthy. And that's something I'm surprised I didn't see at the trade deadline. No safety was traded. No corner or no defensive secondary players traded. Because who, no one can stop healthy Gronk, but who can limit Gronk? And no teams, like you added pressure, but with a healthy Gronk, 
with Tom Brady in the playoffs, that's what scares scary. me for the Bucks. Yeah, it's scary. The Packers just have looked off offensively. And now you add in Rodgers. I think Rodgers is going to miss two games. The earliest he can come back is November 13th, which is a Saturday. So he could be back. He could be back. But what if, let's say, Jordan Love plays well? Let's give Rodgers another team. But, no, I'm saying let's give Rodgers another time because he's positive with COVID, so you don't know how he's going to get hit with COVID. Yeah. Uh, Another part is the Packers can't get fully healthy because they can't get Tanya back. Tanya was a a double-digit touchdown guy last year, a top-five tight end in the league last year, in my opinion. But this year he can't be it because he's out. And – Injuries have hit the, hit the Packers, I would argue, the hardest in the league, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is out for a game, considering the fact that I think the best corner in the league, Jair Alexander, is out. So Darius Smith, Pro Bowler, out. Tanyan, a double-digit uh, tight end last year, out. Devontae Adams has missed multiple games. Uh, MVS, multiple games. Al Lazard, multiple games. Bakhtiari has missed this whole season until whenever he comes back. And Bakhtiari is, I think, the best left tackle in the league. So it... it They've overcome everything to be 6-1, and one, but you're right. I don't know who stops Gronk in the playoffs. I also think there will be a matchup. I want a matchup kind of with the Packers and the Cowboys to see Mike McCarthy face his old team because McCarthy took a year off, and then second season of LeFleur was McCarthy's full year. But that's just when it went all went wrong for the Cowboys, losing Dak, and the defense was atrocious. But now we're starting to see some things with McCarthy as there have been guys that have stepped up. Cooper Rush stepped up. Cedric Wilson stepped up, especially with that beautiful pass that he threw. So I I want to see what does McCarthy – because McCarthy has won a Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur has only made it to the NFC Championship his first two years. What – who would win that chess match? Because the thing that I love with the Cowboys right now is after we see changes in the third quarter, which is something we never saw with Jason Garrett. You can just look at that five sack game by Atlanta. Jarrett. Oh yeah, yeah. it was Grady Jarrett or Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. No, it was Jarrett. It was Jarrett. It was Jarrett. I just mispronounced it. Yeah, I thought it was Jarrett. Where he Jason Garrett did not change a single thing. But with the Cowboys, you see them change. You see them attack, even with players out. And I just want to see what does McCarthy use? How would that – what changes in the third quarter in that potential playoff? Because right now, I'm just curious to see how this playoff matchup, where the seeding goes, because depending on the seeding, that's going to affect – who makes it farther because if you have to face the bucks that's a tough challenge for any team let's cowboys face the bucks bucks probably win but if back packers play bucks but the cowboys play someone else then they could possibly meet in the next matchup so it's going to be interesting but let's move on now to reviewing best rebuilding teams that we talked about episode two so that is a hundred and 30-something videos ago. We have Dolphins, Giants, Bengals, Jaguars. 
we ranked them as Dolphins being the best rebuilding team, Giants were close, Bengals were the second worst, and Jaguars are the worst. We've only really hit on one, and that's the Jaguars. Bengals have overtaken the top spot. Giants, they just, I, I don't know what's wrong with the Giants. And then the Dolphins, they had so much success. Like they built, they got linemen. They had their quarterback. They had a great defense last season, but they just haven't been able to put it together. And then you have the Bengals doing, going against what a lot of people said, including us, of drafting Fanaisu and drafting Jamar Chase. And they're close to the top of their division. And it's just, I don't know how, the main teams that surprised me are the Bengals and Dolphins. Because the Dolphins were so close to being a playoff team last year. But they just missed. And so, I think we both had them making the, play, making the playoffs. So, I, I just don't understand what the Bengals are. What, what are some teams that surprise you out of these four teams? Yeah, so... I just want to mention it before. It wasn't Grady Jarrett who had the five-sack game. It was actually a six-sack game by Adrian Claiborne. Six sacks, one game by one player. Yeah, six. That's a record. It is. Let me but, guess yeah. who the tackle was. Oh, man. What was his name? Oh, man. He was a rookie, right? Yeah, but, he, oh, man, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, I, I, Terrence Steele is coming to my mind, but it's not Terrence Steele. It's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know the tackle. But they should have pulled that tackle or done something. Gosh, it was so bad. But, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we, we had Dolphins and then Giants and then Bengals and then Jaguars, and that's just not what it is now. The Jaguars were easy to see that they were going to be lowest. And remember, this is before they had Urban Meyer. So they've only gotten worse in our eyes collectively since here. The Giants, I would say, are now second to last. The Dolphins are third to last. But I put both of them in the same category, considering the fact that the Dolphins have regressed this year. And it's sad to see. Um, I still think they're higher than the Giants and have better chances of success. But we were wrong about the Benai Sewell uh, draft pick. It really hasn't affected the Bengals as much as we thought. Now, they did just lose to the Jets, but they're still 5-3, and three, and they project to make a playoff push. Here in the coming weeks. I blame the loss on the Jets. I blame the loss to the Jets more on Zach Taylor than I blame the players. Because when you're a coach and you come off with such a high win against the Ravens, you can't stoop Get down complacent. to losing to a low team. Yeah, you can't you can't become complacent. I so. I uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, that is from the highest high to the lowest low. Like the Ravens were actually the highest. They were the one seed in the AFC. The Jets were the worst team in the AFC. Tied with the Jaguars. But that that change is amazing. And Mike White played amazing in that game. And it was inspiring to see. Because the Jets looked like they had a lot of the drive. And the 504 yards and three touchdowns from Mike White was Really impressive because I haven't seen uh, anyone do that in a Jets uniform in a long time. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't think Zach Taylor is the right coach for the Bengals. 
I and then I think you can make a comparison between Burrow and Tua. Huge injuries. You have t- Joe Burrows being the one past year when he tore, he had a ligament damage, and then they had said structural damage. Tua has been battling injuries. He had that hip in college, the hip injury. So, and they both got their buddy from their college. Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, and then Waddle with Tua. But one one team is succeeding while the other's not. And I'm almost curious, if the Dolphins get a high pick, do they draft another quarterback? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't or know. Do you trade down. I wouldn't trade down. I take the highest. I take the best player available, whether or not it's a QB. Whoever I think best player available at my pick, I would take it, and then trade to a, if necessary. So I'm looking just at quarterback prospects, NFL draft. Matt Coral. Bryce Young. I am looking at the wrong list. This is 2022, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt Coral. That's Matt Coral. Bryce Young. Right. Matt Coral's number one. Malik Willis. Maybe. Carson Strong from Nevada. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Sam Howell. Where's Bryce Young? Desmond Ryder. Okay, I'm waiting to find Bryce Young. He's not on this. Is he not up there? Maybe he's going to stay. Wait. Wait. Is he a freshman? Rattler? Yeah, I thought Bryce Young was a freshman. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Well, he would be there because he's playing outstanding and is up there for the Heisman. But I guess he's a freshman. I guess I thought he sat behind Mac Jones last year. I guess not. Maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. So, and of course, there are going to be so many rumors with Watson. I I don't think a team. team I, I, I wouldn't trade. You, too uh, much legal you, issues. You should not trade him. There's yeah, too many I, legal he's issues. He's probably done in the NFL. I don't know about that, but. Uh, I, I don't see anyone trading for him. Rogers, Until he gets his legal... I can see him somebody's trading for him after his legal issues are finished. Maybe. But there but, also... We could see some other quarterbacks being moved. Rodgers, and then we saw some nice backup play. I think maybe someone takes a shot on Rush um, in this offseason because I think this is one year. And then... I was surprised no one traded for a backup QB. Yeah, that's true. Nick Foles is still on there. Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum have both Besides played well. And they were Joe Flacco getting traded to the Jets. Joe Flacco traded to the Jets was the only one. Yeah, but it wasn't a competitive team. It was Jets. No. Yeah, but like you said, Case Keenum's played well. Um, Cooper Rush has played well. Mike White played well. Um, there's a lot of good backups in the league. Did you see the Blake Bortles got signed by the Packers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Jordan Love. Could be Jordan Love time. He's the future. He is the future. If he starts off well, if he gets a win, 
like a dominating win against the Chiefs. Then he plays the second game. Too bad the trade deadline didn't wasn't a week later because then they might just trade Rodgers to let's say like the 49ers. <laughs> Who would they give us? Everybody? Yeah, I would need Joey Bosa and Trent Williams. Uh, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Dolphins could be a team. I kind of think at the end of the season, I see Rodgers going to Pittsburgh. I see Broncos still. Really? Yeah. Wow. He 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 really wanted to go to the Broncos, and I don't think that's going to change even though they lost Vaughn Miller. Why would you want to go to the Broncos? I I just read the reports he wanted to go to the Broncos. I don't know why he would want to go to the Broncos. I, I thought the Broncos he... thought they were going to get him, and that's why they took Sertan at the ninth pick. But that kind of worked out for the Cowboys because then we got Parsons. So, so it is – so interesting what has happened, and we will be definitely going to talk about the Chiefs game, as I think it's going to be closer, but I still see the Packers winning it, just because when the Chiefs barely beat the Giants, they, it's... You know what I've noticed in football? I'm more confident, normally, normally, I'm more confident about the Cowboys than you are, and you're more confident about the Packers. If we go back to our preseason preview, I had the Packers. I mean, I had the Cowboys making the playoffs. You yeah, did not. I did not. You had the Packers at number one. I had Bucks at number one. But but if we go back to the playoffs last year, you had the Packers beating the Bucks, and I had the Bucks beating the Packers. It seems like we flip flop favorite teams sometimes because there's there's been instances where you've been more confident about the Packers than I have, and I've been more confident about the Cowboys than you have, which is a very interesting trend. I think that's going to change in playoffs. I'm <laughs> getting pretty confident with the Cowboys, seeing the, um, all the obstacles they've had to overcome, like being without your MVP caliber, MVP candidate quarterback. You lose your left tackle. So I – and to see what I've seen from this defense has really impressed me because that's what kept me from having them win the division. Is their defense going to be good? Is it at least going to be better? But now it's so much better, and you have some defensive stars. Like I wish, I wish there was an award for the best coordinator, because I honestly believe Dan Quinn might have won that if there was an really? award. I think he's been the most impressive from last year to this year. I would say so. And then offense coordinator, I might go Kellen Moore. I really like what he's been doing. I don't know. Because I feel like it's more of a Dak is back thing than it is the Cowboys' offense has gotten so much better. I don't know. Just some of the schemes that you see and some of the play calls are just beautiful. I love that formation when we have the guard. Because McGovern, if McGovern was not on a different team, he'd probably be starting at the guard. For for a battle line team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think even... good o-line team like he is a very solid o-lineman and i don't understand why carter williams is starting over him i would start mcgovern over williams so but so i just like the formations and then what he does like there was the play call maybe two weeks ago there was a fake run and then a toss to zeke and then zeke just walked in 
that was a good play. But I, I do agree. Dan Grant, Dan Quinn, I don't know why I can't speak today. Dan Quinn has done a lot with this team, especially with where Mike Nolan left them. Maybe it's because of some of the talent they added with Parsons, Diggs taking another step, and it's just some of these defensive linemen are doing really well. So, Honestly, though, I think coach of the year should go to, I'm going to be biased and say Matt LaFleur, because of all the injuries, especially if we beat the Chiefs. After beating the Cardinals without our entire top three wide receivers and with Tanya getting hurt in the game and without Jai Alexander and Zadarius Smith, I would go Matt LaFleur. I understand arguments for other people, and you may say Mike McCarthy. However, no, I'm not going to say McCarthy. I think I might say Zach Taylor. I After the I loss, I was thinking happen. that until they lost to the Jets, and I, I'm second-guessing myself. Because, like, Coach of the Year, Jason Garrett won Coach of the Year one year. Well, that's because they were insane that year. Yeah, but They went, still. like, 14-2 and two or something. 13-3. and 13-3. Well, it should have been 14-2, and two, and then they, they, they started. Oh, yeah, we totally gave up to the Eagles. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I also think there are some good coordinators like Todd Bowles. I think he should get another shot at a head coach. Does he want another shot, though, or does he want to win a ring? Because I don't think he, I don't think Todd Bowles leaves until Tom Brady retires. Probably. I not. think he try. I, I think he I tries think. to stay with uh, being the defensive coordinator of the Bucks until there's not really a chance of them winning a uh, a, a championship. But I I think maybe a defensive team, maybe the Broncos. Uh, I don't think he'd want to go to the Broncos. But if he can get a good offense coordinator, then he'll be good. And I think Kellen Moore might leave maybe for college. So I don't think I Kellen think, Moore leaves. Really? No. Jerry's going to have to pay him more after this season because I think USC is going to try to outbid him. I think, I think that Kellen Moore, as long as he's respected by Jerry, will go uh, to Dallas, even if he's offered more by USC. As long as it's a good amount. Like, if... if they offer him 150% of what Jerry offers him, but the what Jerry offers him as a base is good. I think he stays with Dallas. Interesting. I would like that because that's that was a main thing. That was a main critique of McCarthy is the play calling when he was with Green Bay. And then he handed off play calling duties to Kellen Moore. And Kellen mm-hmm. Moore has been getting better. Yeah, that was really year. the issue the last two years for Mike McCarthy. I also blame the GM that – I don't, I don't remember who the GM was of the Bucks, uh, Packers then. But that roster was just not good. And that he wouldn't pay in free agency, and then the GM you have now really paid in free agency, made some good draft picks outside of the Jordan Love pick, in my opinion. I disagree, I think, but well, yeah, we we'll, have We'll disagreed. see how Jordan Love plays. That's probably like, if I was going to buy a jersey, I'd probably buy a Jordan Love jersey if it's not for my team just because I kind of like the storyline of Jordan Love, and I'm glad we finally get to see him play because it's his second – yeah, it's his second season. So it, it's going to be a fun week in the NFL. Let us know what you think. Um, we'll be back here again, and make sure to follow us on our NFL opinions. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions. Mm-hmm.